0: Ovulation is your superpower. Did you know that? Ovulation, while it is the shortest phase of your cycle, actually has incredible gifts to help you socially. To help you in terms of work performance and knowing where ovulation is helps you to further your goals towards a potential pregnancy or prevent one from happening. Join us this week as we take a deeper dive into ovulation, what it is, what it does, and how secretly it's your superpower. Hi, I'm Adrienne Irizarry. I am an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your menstrual health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat or cure any diseases this podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities the focus of the program is on biological function and we will use the term women throughout but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology not identity come as you are i am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity i hope you find something helpful in this show Welcome back to another episode of the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. So let's review. We've done an overview of the menstrual cycle, so check out that episode. We did a deeper dive into menstruation and what that should look like. We've taken a look at the follicular phase, what that is, what it does, and why it's important during your month. So now we have reached the pinnacle of your month, ovulation. So if you're just joining us in this series, be sure to check out the previous three episodes in order to catch up to where we're talking about. For those of you who've been listening all this time, let's go. So ovulation is like the full moon phase of your cycle. It is where your libido is high and your energy level is high. Now, I say that and I know that for some of you, your experience with ovulation is actually one of misery, where you feel like you have PMS symptoms or you spot or you get cramps and that's how you know that ovulation is coming. That actually speaks to an imbalance in your body because ovulation is the beginning of your luteal phase. It is an energetic event. So if you don't have enough energy to make the process go, that would be qi in Chinese medicine. If you do not have enough qi to make the process happen, you will have symptoms, adverse symptoms that go along with that process. Okay, So if you are somebody who is listening and you are someone who does struggle with cramps or spotting or emotional symptoms, lethargy, anything like that at or just before ovulation, that's something that you're going to want to take a look at. Because what it should be for you is your most outgoing high energy time of the whole month. Unfortunately, it is also the shortest part of our entire cycle. It generally only lasts one to two days. I know, isn't that awful? We finally get to the climax of the whole thing where we have so much energy and we feel great and we can multitask like a boss and it only lasts one to two days. (laughs) Not fair, right? So the actual event of ovulation doesn't last that long. So the very end part of your follicular phase is the beginning of your fertile window. So you are fertile. Five days before ovulation takes place, and I'll tell my clients two days after, just because if people are really trying to prevent pregnancy, it's best to be a little on the conservative side and actually delay intercourse and penetrative sex without a barrier for at least a couple days afterwards just to make sure that you don't get pregnant. So I would say err on the side of caution if prevention is your focus. If trying to get pregnant is your focus, you're going to want to capitalize on the five fertile days leading up to ovulation. So you know that you've entered your fertile window because there's going to be a distinct change in your discharge. So you're going to go from really not having much to all of a sudden you feel wet and as you progress through that fertile window, you feel like you become more and more wet to the point where you need to change your underwear more often. It is slippery. There is more of it. It will go from being creamy like hand lotion to being thinner and a little more watery. And the day that ovulation occurs you will have egg white stretchy mucus. So when you have the mucus on your fingers it's going to feel very slippery and you're going to be able to stretch your fingers apart and there'll be like a clear string that will be between your fingers and when you stretch it it doesn't snap. That is how you know you have an egg because those little fibers that little stretchy part there that doesn't break and snap when you stretch your fingers fingers, that actually is like a sperm superhighway to get sperm to the egg as fast as possible because the window is so short. Our body is brilliant. It's put all kinds of little adaptations into the mix in order to help us to get pregnant, right? So if you are trying to get pregnant, trying in that Window where you start seeing that change in your cervical mucus leading up to the time that ovulation takes place is actually good preparation because you're not going to want to have sex with your partner every single day. He needs time to recharge also. So trying every other day in that window actually will increase your success rate and it makes you not tired of each other because when you've been trying to conceive for those people who have been trying to conceive over a prolonged period of time, you know, it becomes very mechanical after a while and you don't want that. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner, so I totally believe in the energetic connection between the partners is equally as important in the conception process as the actual physical act is. So you're going to want to foster that relationship with one another. So you Your first day of your fertile window Is marked by that change in cervical mucus. And the reason that it is so important to watch for that change, not only for prevention, but what it is telling you is that your body has come up out of being acidic into a more alkaline state, meaning that sperm can survive. So outside of this seven-day fertile window, your body is a sperm-killing machine. Let me just pause there for a second and let that sink in. When you are not in this creamy, slippery cervical mucus stage for the seven days of your fertile window, you are a sperm-killing machine. Men are more alkaline. Our vaginal canal is more acidic. We are not a hospitable place for sperm to survive unless we have entered our fertile window. So at the beginning of the fertile window, this is where you can essentially start making deposits, for lack of a better way to talk about it, because your fertile cervical mucus will actually feed the sperm and keep it alive. So sometimes people will go, but I didn't have sex when I ovulated. It was like a couple days before. Yep, that five-day window before your egg appears is actually more of the danger zone. Because your mucus is designed to keep sperm alive until the egg gets there. So this is why when you are trying to conceive, you would try on like day 11 and then maybe skip day 12 and try on day 13 and skip day 14, right? Because you are trying and sperm can live in your body up to five days, So each of your attempts are not like taxing you or your partner. At the same time, you are leaving enough sperm there, kind of incubating, until the ovulation act takes place. So they are ready and waiting whenever the queen makes her appearance. So... Trying in that five day window leading up to ovulation is a very strong approach if you are trying to get pregnant. If you are trying to prevent pregnancy, you are definitely going to want to wear a barrier of some sort or abstain until you're outside of that window, depending on how paranoid you are. The hard part about the Abstinence aspect is we are the most interested in being intimate with a partner when we're in that window naturally so because the body goes oh we have a chance to get pregnant so we're gonna you know throw a little heat on this fire and make you a lot more interested which is kind of unfortunate when that isn't your goal because your libido will change as your hormones change throughout the month but you're going to be the most interested in doing the things when you are in that fertile window so ovulation is where estrogen reaches its peak and testosterone surges so that fluffing hormone that helps your skin to glow and look all supple and things like that reaches its peak so you are literally the most glowing and Your face is symmetrical and all of these things that are adaptations that our body has built in in order to attract a mate during ovulation. So, like I said, the start of your fertile window leading up to ovulation is signaled by a change in your discharge. And when you have an egg present You are going to stretch that mucus between your fingers and it's not going to snap. All right. Once the queen arrives, the egg can only survive 12 to 24 hours. And at the end of her viability window... It is marked by the disappearance of that stretchy mucus. It's like the gate closes, we are no longer open for business, and you go back to having dry days, meaning that the slippery mucusy quality discharge that you're going to get is typically only going to be connected with arousal. It is not going to be this consistent all the time through the day kind of thing, so your body when it is properly supported you will know exactly where you are in your cycle and whether you're in a risk zone or an opportunity zone depending on what your goals are for a potential pregnancy to result so ovulation being that full moon phase, think about all the bright light that you get with ovulation, right? That's where your energy is at its peaks and you're also the most social during that time frame. And for very specific reasons, like you're there to attract a mate, right? From a biology perspective anyway. So These are the days to capitalize on any types of social activities that you need to do, whether it's for work, whether it's family related, anything like that. Like those are the times to, you know, schedule your calendar maybe a little longer than you were before because you're going to have the stamina to do it. For people who exercise and are, you know, maybe a little bit more regimented and even competitive with their exercise this is the time that you're going to see your personal records and where you're going to hit your personal records and in doing that it's going to feel very easy so I had my biggest deadlifts during my ovulation phase and I was so proud of myself and not only did I put up like really heavy weight but I was able to do it with very little effort like I mean I had to work for it that's the whole point like you have to work your muscles in order for them to be able to lift more but what I'm saying is that I didn't have to strain and I didn't have to like emotionally dig deep in order to make it happen because I was in the Peak of the month. My testosterone was surging. My estrogen level was high. I had the energy. I can find that my brain will multitask better when I'm in that phase of my cycle. I said in a previous episode, I am more of a naturally introverted person. But during this phase, this is where I'm like looking at my husband and going, can we go out on a date, please? Like, I want to go out. I want to go see my friends. I want to go visit. I want to meet people. This is where I do most of my networking. I do all my podcast recording in this zone because this is where everything just flows for me and I am articulate because oh my goodness you try to talk to me when I am on the doorstep of the end part of my luteal phase when I'm just before menstruation forget it I am going to sound like I can't string an entire sentence together successfully (laughs) any of my clients who are listening to this who have talked to me during that part of my cycle. They know that like the lights are on but I struggle to get complete sentences out just because it takes a lot more energy for me to generate it as an introverted person and get it back out my mouth again right so during ovulation this is where everybody should capitalize on that social aspect of things if you are going to be a professional speaker or you're giving a presentation at work or you're recording classes or maybe you're a podcaster or you know whatever it is that you're doing that is a very social extroverted energy type activity activity this is the time to do it you are harnessing your superpower and you can do so many things with a backflip and a twist and kind of simultaneously like I try to schedule even my kids activities because you know I have to go and I stand and socialize with the other parents and things like that that brought their kids to those activities because I'm a homeschooling parent and I find that when I am like right on the doorstep of my menstrual phase changing into menstruation, I am so (laughs) antisocial. I hate to say that, but I really struggle to be able to hold up my end to the conversation and I feel so bad and I've even apologized to some of the moms in some of these groups and things like that because I'm like, I'm sorry, it, where I'm at right now, I'm just super tired, it's totally not you because I don't want anyone to think that I am just antisocial or I'm bitchy or you know whatever, Like that's not what I want people's impression of me to be, but But being able to communicate those things, like, think how that changes your interpersonal relationships. Like being able to advocate for yourself when you're feeling that way or when you are in that ovulation phase. If you want to put your best foot forward, this is where you want your first impressions from others to be of you because this is where you're at your peak. When you are in that ovulation phase, you can go like a house of fire. It is incredible what women can accomplish And when I say women, I'm talking assigned at birth, right? So we're talking about biochemical processes in the body. And when women can harness that superpower, we are unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. So... If you are looking to have fewer symptoms throughout the month, it is so important for you to learn all of the joys and places to support your body in each phase of your menstrual cycle. You can completely change your experience with your health, your immune system, the way your period is showing up for you, everything. If you know the superpowers that our cycle gives us and where we need to provide more support to our bodies. So keep following these episodes. We've got one more cycle phase to go. So next episode, we're going to do a deeper dive into the luteal phase and what that has for joys and sorrows for some of us. If you are looking to have a little bit more of an in-depth look at the energetic changes that you get as well as a deeper look at harnessing this superpower. Check out Not Your Mama's Menstrual Course. It is a wealth of information how to be able to really capture the Strong aspects of each of these phases in order to go with the flow of your entire menstrual cycle so that you have more ease and you have fewer symptoms. If you are as excited about this as I am and you are looking to connect with others, looking to transform their period problems, please join us in the Reproductive Rebel Podcast Listeners Facebook group. It is a free opportunity. There is a link in the show notes. Join us for the conversation, and let's talk about periods and how our bodies are really incredible and can provide you superpower capability. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Reproductive Rebel. Reproductive Rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist, herbalist, sound healer, and Chinese nutritional therapist, Adrian Irizarry of Moon Essence, LLC. If you are interested in setting up an appointment with Adrian for one-on-one support, ordering from our store, or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like us and follow Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.